Today on the podcast, we talked about the photographer's approach to a wedding and what they do. The story and artistic skills of Lady Lencioni and uh, how she came to be and with what um, and how her passion has grown into a, uh, a business, um, something that she does uh, for a living. Then we went into how to attract the right vendor for you, so giving value to the client and um, knowing how to um, get there the right way and making sure that you made the right decision. Talking about our dream clients and what happens when they don't meet the budget, specifically vendors' um, advice there or value for them. Then we talk about the do's and don'ts for clients when approaching specific vendors that they would want and also the do's and don'ts for vendors for how they should, uh, they should be looking to interact with their prospects or clients because um, there's a lot of industry standards that need to be a little bit uplifted and get, getting better with. Uh, we talk about videographer and photographer interactions and what to do in a scenario, a worst case scenario and how to, to avoid it where they would clash and things may not uh, end up going so good because of uh, lack of sharing. Uh, we go and talk about photography timing and uh, how to get the most uh, out of your day, especially uh, at that critical part after the ceremony and um, family photos, that, that time between that and reception to get the most out of your styled or your candid, intimate stuff. We talk about uh, some uh, values for aspiring photographers who want to get into the industry and what, sh what they should think about. We also talk about the key poses and timing prompts for during those intimate moments. So a bit of value for everybody there across the board. And then we go into the infamous wedding tax, the wedding tax conversation and uh, why things may feel a little bit more expensive and uh, the reasoning behind uh, uh, justification behind all of that. The Perth Wedding Minds Podcast, bringing you the latest advice and inspiration to help you achieve your dream wedding with your hosts, Adam, Eden, and Seth. Welcome everybody to the Perth Wedding Minds Podcast. My name is Seth, and we are back for episode two of the year. Today, we are joined by Lady Lencioni, uh, soon to be a Finlay as she's getting married. Now, uh, Lady, uh, I met her um, at an expo uh, last month and uh, she's a photographer and uh, she's come back into the field and she's very well experienced. And uh, the thing that stood out to me uh, about her work was it was super, super good and I mean, Without going into too much detail, I uh, just admire it. It inspires me, and, uh, and and the biggest difference for me with any wedding photographer or any vendor is their attitude as well, uh, on top of their work. And uh, Lady's attitude is amazing. Her vibe is so good. And uh, here we are, going to have a chat. Lady, thank you for joining me. How are you today? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. So uh, let's talk about your wedding first because uh, you're getting married in three weeks. Uh, yeah. How exciting is that? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I can't believe it. It's come up so fast. I think, yeah, the last few, probably t last two, three months, it just yeah, steamrolls. It just happens so quick. Nice, nice. Yeah. And and leading up to the uh, wedding um, yourself, uh, you've been in the industry for a while. Mm. Um, how uh, how are you approaching this, knowing what you know about the industry? 
Yeah, I feel like it's um it's changed a little bit. Like being on the other side of it, it's interesting to see how people react and yeah, it's I don't know, it's yeah, it's just so exciting. Nice, nice. And uh, when when you're uh, when you're photo- uh, this is uh, this is me just uh, random questions that I want to know yeah. um, because I've I've been I was married uh, I got married in November. And leading up to November, I had um, uh, uh, weddings that I would shoot and I would um, – it would be different. It was different back then. And mm. then I got married and it was different again. So mm. I reckon a part two already is in the works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but um, when, you, when you've shot a few weddings um, recently, how has that affected you and how you think about your day? Yeah, I guess um, it does feel a little bit more personal um, personal. Um, I did one last year, this was just before the lockdowns and that was right after my engagement party. And, um, yeah, it was just really interesting. I, you know, like I find that I get a bit more emotional and it's like, oh my God, that's going to be me soon. And yeah, I think it's just, you can relate to the brides a little bit more. And, uh, and, uh, when did you get most emotional? I want to see if we align here. <laughs> um, usually when I see the groom's reaction, I think that's pretty special when, yeah, or yeah, the person standing up there waiting for the bride to walk down. And you're just like, please do that. Please do that to me. Yeah. You better break down and cry because uh, this dress is going to look fire. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Nice. And uh, so where are you getting married? Uh, so down south, we go down south all the time. So he proposed down there and, yeah, it just felt pretty natural that we get married on the beach. Um, it's at Pullman Resort. So Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love that place. I yeah. love that place. Awesome. And uh, – with with you being in the industry, how have you kind of approached the setup, um, the planning, and uh, you know, uh, seeking out all your vendors and yeah, just all the logistics? Do you do you feel more confident knowing that you know the the works, or have you taken it taken it on a, a pure clients sort of perspective? Um, I think maybe a little bit of both. Um. I guess like I'm looking for a certain level of service and um, yeah, I guess just from seeing other weddings, um, yeah, I'm just looking for people that have got like a really high level of service. Um, I think that makes a big difference on the day. Um, You want to have people around your vendors around you that want to make your, I guess, dream day come true. Um, So I've been really looking for people that want to make that happen. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, speaking of making your dreams come true, let's go back to before you got engaged yeah. and uh, and really talk about your craft and how you got there. Mm-hmm. What's your story? Yeah, well, um, I feel like I've done photography forever. Um, when I was younger, I got a light disposable film camera when I was about seven and I just loved it. I took heaps of photos. Um, yeah, and it wasn't just like happy snaps. It was real like I don't know, even at seven, I was trying to be arty. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I, at 14, chose photography as an elective. Um, and from there, it just kind of steamrolled. I um, entered competitions. I um, seemed to naturally be good at it, but I'm terrible at any form of art. <laughs> so it was nice to have some sort of artistic skill. Um, and yeah, so from about 14, I just knew this is what I wanted to do. So straight out of high school, I studied at TAFE um, and then it, 18 I officially opened my business although well, it was a different name then nice nice and uh, you you opened uh, at 18 and mm. uh, how long has it been since you first started well I'm about to turn 29 this oh, year so <laughs> amazing yeah been a while now yeah amazing and uh, 
uh, from memory, you said that you took a, took a step back. Mm. Is that correct? What happened yeah. there? So when I was young and 21, I went traveling and um, yeah, I backpacked through Europe for about four and a half months and I got into a lot of debt. It was very fun, but um, yeah, I came back and I really needed to, I guess, get my life back on track. So I started working full time and then I just really enjoyed working in um, the building industry and um, yeah. Sorry, the building industry? Yeah. What were you doing in the building industry? <laughs> yeah, I was, um, yeah, it was, I've done a few different roles now, um, but yeah, I moved, even moved into commercial real estate, but yeah, I did a bit of like um, admin, some marketing, um, lease admin, and um, most recently executive assistant. I feel like I'm uh, doing this for my other podcast, which is the entrepreneurial business side podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, not so much the wedding one, but um, that's that's awesome. And then uh, what, what inspired you to come back? I just, um, I mean, I was still always doing it. It was just very, very ad hoc and I was just really missing it. I felt like, yeah, just like life was missing something. Um, so then I started taking on clients again and from there it just steamrolled again. So that was probably... Um, back in around 2017, 2018, I started to really pick up again and it's taken a few years to get sort of where I am now, but yeah, I'm stoked with where it's at. I love it. I love it. So going from, um, where you're at now, um, you're obviously, uh, after your wedding, your plans are to just focus on the business and, uh, you know, creating a, a dream life with your husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. And uh, from uh, from uh, your from your journey uh, up until now, since you have started back into the wedding photography thing, mm. um, how have you approached um, post COVID um, to to get back in the game properly? Yeah, well, that was um, yeah, that sort of messed with the plans a little bit. It was September two thousand nineteen that I um, said I would come back to it, and then obviously twenty twenty hit, and that was a big mess. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think um, the biggest lesson is just. Um, I guess, to be open and honest with your vendors, like if you're a, a bride and groom about to get married, um, I think all the vendors want to be flexible and they want to make your dream day happen. Um, so it's just honesty about, you know, what your plans are and whether you're going to postpone and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and talking about clients as well, uh, when when clients do come to you and inquire with you, what is uh, what is your approach there? How do you, how do you go about things? Uh, usually with excitement. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, usually as excited as them. I mean, I'm about to get married, so like I know how it feels. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just, um, I don't know, I just try and I like to, I think it's really important to have your dream vendor. So I know that I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I know that my style isn't for everybody. Um, and I guess on the same path, I want to make sure that they're right for me and that, you know, we just vibe together. Um, so I usually like to meet all my clients first and just make sure that we're a good match. Um, and it seems that my style, I guess, is attracting this t like type of ideal clients and that, I, you know, I'm their ideal vendor as well because we both seem to just be matching. So Yeah, the, yeah. the style generally does that, doesn't it? Yeah. So and, and uh, um, adding value to the, to the clients now, um, mm. when they do inquire with you, um, how do they normally inquire with you? Uh, a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, so it's usually just an email and saying, hey, I heard about you here or I saw you here. Um, but in terms of adding value for me, adding value to them. Yeah, like yeah. in terms of inquiry, what is your what is your ideal dream way for them to mm. inquire to you? Um, I guess just that they're really excited and that they're, 
usually the ones that are really excited and happy about my song and saying, oh, I love your style and, you know, we'd love to meet you. They're the ones that sort of book straight away. Um, and I guess equally I'm working on a few things that I'm trying to add value to as well. So I'm working on my vendors list because um, I, I know lots of vendors in the industry, you know, venues, um, florists, videographers, that type of thing. Um, so working on that as well so love that I can help them out. Makes it easier for your client and they, they can see it's, you're not just a photographer, you actually know the industry. Mm, so yeah. And that's what I feel sometimes um, with, um, specific, with specific vendors. I feel like they kind of approach it as the client's just another number mm. and uh, obviously not throwing shade on anyone but uh, it is, it is a, an industry that you can go into overnight and with clients not having enough education about what to look for, they end up choosing sometimes those vendors who are inexperienced or they do it for the wrong reasons, much like any other industry, I guess. Um, what would you say to clients who are, who are looking for a specific vendor, whether it's photography or any other vendor, what's your view on how they should approach it to ensure that the, the person that they're hiring is actually for them and, and they're right for them? Mm. I think uh, first and foremost, it's definitely um, a level of excitement. I think that's really important. If your vendor's excited for you, then they're going to try and make your dream day happen. Um, I think as well, you need to research into, you know, what other clients may be saying about them. So whether you're looking into reviews, um, you know, are you confident that they've been around long enough and what their level of expertise is? Um, I think on social media, we tend to post just um, – our best photos it's you know that's a highlight reel and maybe you know if you even inquire about you know what are your what are your views on COVID or what are your views on cancellation or postponement um yeah reading the contracts a really big one as well I think that's so important yeah yeah and uh and and what I what I find from uh, as my um photography is going going forward is my most common inquiry is a one sentence email saying hey what are your prices and packages? <laughs> How would you respond to a client like that? I just really try and hype them up, you know, get them excited about their day. I usually try and ask leading questions like, you know, tell me about your vision or um, I've got a questionnaire that's, you know, like tell me about how you guys met. Like I want all the details. And that usually tends to draw people out. Okay, let's, let's role play. Let's role play. Okay. <laughs> let's role play. So, hey, lazy, can I just get your prices and packages, please? Hi, Sev. How are you? My name's Lady. Um, congratulations for your day. I'm so excited for you. I hope you're enjoying all the planning. Um, tell me about your you and your partner. How did you guys meet? Oh, um, yeah, we're just uh, you know we, we met um, down south, and uh, we're getting we want to get married down south as well. We're in love and all this stuff, and uh, I'm not sure of when we're going to get married yet, but we're thinking 2023. Uh, but at the moment, I just I just we're just looking for quotes. Yeah, great. How exciting. I love down south. I'm down there all the time. So I, I totally get that vibe. Um, tell me about how um, your vision for the day, you know, are you thinking the soft and romantic? Are you a bit more kind of boho style? Oh, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, at the moment, I'm just going around and, 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 and f figuring out what my budget is um, for now. And then once I find, uh, find what I'm looking for, um, then we can really get into that. Yeah, sure. That's okay. There's no wrong answers here. <laughs> Have you picked your venue yet? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to do Bunker Bay. Bunker Bay sounds uh, like uh, my ideal venue, 
Uh, and I'm thinking actually January 2023. But uh, yeah, if you could just send me a, a price list and your packages, that would be great. Yeah, great. So here's all my packages. Um, let me know if you've got any questions after that. You know, once um, you've, you know, looked a little bit more into it, we can meet up, talk more about your day. Um, yeah, and then ask any final questions. Awesome, awesome. Okay, that's enough of the role play for everybody listening. I noticed that you said packages and you didn't mention the pricing. Um, when you do send the packages yourself personally, does it have the pricing on there? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Yep. So there could have, I, I wanted to like go back to the to the role playing and because there are people that just, just, just straight up do not want to go back and forth. They just literally want your prices. Mm. How does that make you feel as a photographer? Um, I think that's pretty understandable. Um, mm -hmm. I know when I was planning my day, I, you know, went out well before I was ready and got indicative sort of prices from people. So I didn't really know exactly how many people were going to be attending. Um, I didn't have all the finer details, but I think it's important to have an indicative budget for your day. Um, just even so then you can figure out what your must-haves are. So for me and um, my fiancé, we knew that it was going to be the venue and the photographer. Yeah. So we knew that they were the must-haves and, you know, we had an idea that that would probably be the most expensive too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel that um, there's so many different ways to go about this subject um, and it's one of, the pe one of the things that really – people don't really talk about as much. Um, but it, it, it comes down to your perfect client, your avatar client. And uh, I feel that um, with clients or uh, prospects that don't really know, um, sometimes they may hit the mark wrong with specific vendors when they just go, what are your prize of packages? I just want to know that, that they don't want to waste their time mm. because they have a specific budget. But on the other end, they also don't really understand the value of a specific photographer or a specific vendor in general. So... This is where the way that you um, did the back and forth questioning with me was really valuable because it makes them think. It makes them think, oh, okay, well, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know actually what sort of wedding I want. Is it whether it's a boho, traditional or, or wacky out there, kind of like the wedding I had. <laughs> and, um, and that's where the questions do start. But sometimes people just want to get to the point and that's understandable too. Um, the only reason um, um, that I feel that uh, clients should get into a little bit more detail with the vendors that they're questioning is to make sure that they're hiring the right vendor, which is what I want to talk to you about next. So when you're talking um, to a, a photographer or your own personal vendors that you're looking for for your wedding, what are the three main things that you look for? I know previously you mentioned, you know, COVID contracts and the deposit policy, um, what are, what are your three big wins uh, that get you over the line and trust the vendor that you're about to hire? Yeah, well, first off, it's definitely the style. Um, obviously, you know, I need to make sure that they're going to be able to match my style. There's no point in me looking for somebody that's, you know, soft and romantic when our style is a lot more beachy and relaxed. So, um, yeah, style was definitely the number one. Um, next was the quote because that is important. You know, we do have a budget that we need to stick to. And then thirdly, it was meeting up with them. So I met up with the vendors and I knew straight away which were, were the ones that were, you know, kind of my people yeah. and which weren't. So you would go, if you were to rank them in order, it would be the style first because that's what's attractive. Mm. And then you would go the budget next and then the vibe? Well, I think budget and vibe sort of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd prefer to pay more for somebody that's, 
going to be my sort of person and my vibe and want to make my dream day happen. Um, so I guess those two are pretty much, at, yeah, second place. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. And, and for everybody that is uh, listening, in terms of when it comes to vibe and value, you have to um, – you know, talk to your vendor. You have to you have to give them a chance to explain their value towards their price, and uh, and and that's why the first point of contact with a vendor shouldn't really straight away be discussing price. That's where the questions come in with your preferred vendor because hey, you're attracted to their style. You're 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 halfway there. You just have to justify or help them justify their value if it's slightly outside of your budget. But if it's within your budget and you know they you vibe with them, awesome. It's a winner. You know that's that's best case scenario, right? Have you ever had clients that just came in and and they were like, "We like your style. Um, let's have a chat." And then they were like, "Brilliant, perfect, awesome. Oh my god, yes." You know, <laughs> you've had that before. Yeah, definitely. It's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Have you ever had clients um, who have um, said, unfortunately, you're out of our budget and then um, have come back to you later? Um, probably not recently. Like I said, I've only sort of recently got back into this. Um, but I've definitely had ones that, you know, have been my my dream clients. Like I've almost had a bit of a like client crush on them, um, but they haven't been able to meet um, my prices. So I think that's when a really good referral base comes into play. Um, so there's lots of photographers that I like to refer to because I know that, you know, they might have different packages or be able to cater a bit more. Um, and then likewise that, you know, comes back to you as well. Excellent. So um, and in, in recently for me, and this is a subject that I'm really, really wanting to talk about to people for awareness, um, it's the lack of education, the lack of I don't like the words industry standard um, because I'm I'm all about interrupting the industry. I came in and and do TikToks about weddings and uh, and people hire me from TikTok now. It's great, you know. Nobody nobody does that. Um, and uh, with the industry standard, there there is there needs to be some sort of education uh, for both vendors and clients. Uh, but for more the value of the client's perspective, um, they need to make sure that they're, they're educated as much as possible, questionnaires. They need to ask questions because I feel that most clients look for the, the, the budget first out of everything. Maybe they're attracted to the style because obviously, you know, you see a photographer and you look at their photos, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're good enough. And then you say to them, what are your prices? that's when the value of the, the price must be discussed because in the last two months for me, I've had a few clients that have said to me, dream clients as well, <laughs> fell in love with them and we matched in every way possible. And now I was just like, oh my God, this is just too good to be true. And then unfortunately, they couldn't meet the budget, that make their budget uh, work for them to hire me. And it was, it was disappointing for me because then I was like, oh, damn, should I start bringing my packages back so I can, you know, have those dream clients? And then this strange thing happened where months later they would come back to me and say, hey, Sev, we have a problem. Um, we still haven't found someone and we still really like you so we're happy to push that budget forward, you know. But the scary part is when they do hire someone else and they still come back to you and say, hey, Sev, I've mucked up. Um, this photographer 
is not responding to me. They're, they're being a little bit weird. They were super communicative with me from the start, but as soon as I paid the deposit, they went quiet. What do I do? That's scary. It's yeah. scary for the client. And I'm not just saying this to, to you know, show myself up and be like, look at me, look how good I am. It's for the clients purposely, for them. How, how do they avoid this? What, what can we do to really, you know, make a stand for not just for clients to figure out if they're the actual right vendor or photographer or anyone, celebrant, DJ, whatever. How do we get them on the right path? But also how do we get the vendors to really pull their head in, you know? What do you think? Oh, that's a really, really tough one. Um, Sorry, I, I don't think I uh, prepared you for this one. No, you it's just a, didn't. it's just a random, <laughs> just a random one that I just like really kind of uh, crystallized over the last few weeks. But um, what do you, what are your thoughts? Firstly, oh, I mean, it is really tough. I think it's really probably going to come down to a bit of gut instinct for the client. Um, I think if you're meeting with your vendor and I think it's so important to meet before you pay a deposit, um, I think if you meet them and you love them and you know that you guys are really vibing, I do think that your vendor is going to have your best interests at heart and ideally they'll be responding, you know, straight away. Not everybody can. I mean, I get that people are busy and, um, you know, if you're a business, especially if you're extremely busy then you're not going to be able to reply to every single email within a day or two um, but I do think that there should be an expectation that within three to four working days you've got a response yeah I love that the word expectation spot on and I see that um, from my favorite vendors they do that often whether it's on Instagram story and they update hey guys it's been a real busy month for me I'm, I apologize if I haven't gotten back to you an email I will get back to you in the next 48 hours. You know, that transparency is important. Yeah. And and I think that's the key word as well. Transparency between you and your client or you and the vendor that you're wanting to book or have already booked is super important. Because even yesterday, one of my one of my clients that booked me, she gave me a pretty much like a testimonial and I haven't even shot her wedding yet. And and I said to her, I asked her, I was like, hey, what um what made you, you know, do this? She's like, because you don't treat your client just like another number. You actually respond and you care and you give value constantly. You want them to succeed. Of course I do because it makes my photos better. If they succeed, if their day runs smoothly, good for me. All the photos are great, you know. Yeah. So um, we did um, – we're going to go back to something that I have helped you um, <laughs> set up for this, um, the do's and don'ts. So we started to talk about it, uh, the, do's, the do's and don'ts from a client's perspective what should they do let's start with that okay um i think if you're planning your wedding then you definitely needed to determine an indicative budget i think that's really important um because like i said from that you can figure out what your must-haves are um so that for me at least was number one when i was planning mine um i think keep track of your expenses. I have an Excel document. I'm an admin girl. So, you know, Love it, it. <laughs> yeah. it um, calculated everything for me. And I actually found out that two vendors had accidentally overcharged me. So that was a really great way for me to keep track of the expenses. Um, yeah. Is that, is that overcharged because of payments made or? Yeah. So that actually mixed up and, um, you know, I mean, you pay, you pay an initial deposit and then, you know, it might be six, 12 months later, even more even. 
um, that you're paying your balance. And so I went to pay my balance and then went, oh, hang on, this is $100 more than what we'd agreed on. Um, so then just went back to them and they went, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you know, I've accidentally added this up wrong or whatever. So yeah, that's super important. Um, I think a big one as well is um, planning intervals for breaks on your day. Um, I think, you know, your wedding is such a big day and you need some time to just allow it to be taken all in by you guys. You need that time even to just catch up together. I mean, everyone wants to talk to you. You guys are going to be the center of attention all day. So you just need a moment for just you and your, you know, your husband or wife. I see that because, and, and that's my biggest tip to my clients as well. Yeah. Um, I, ne- I normally say to them straight after family photos, or no, actually straight after the bridal party stuff, when I kick the bridal party to the side, that's when I kind of give them 10 minutes to just have a chat because mm. it's their first ever conversation just to themselves. And I'm just like, just go for, go for a walk. Go for, go for a stroll or, you know, sit on the bench, you know, make sure you're close, intimate and cute and, you know, and then have a chat and smile the whole time and then they, they do that and then I take the photos and that's like the candid, intimate, posy stuff. And then after that, they're like, thank you so much. We, I wanted to tell them everything that happened that morning and, and you can see the excitement. So I vibe with that. I vibe with that. Um, what's, your, what's your ideal moment that where they could do that? Uh, well, I think that that's a great point. Um, usually that would be sort of the same for me. I think after the bridal party's gone, cause getting the family photos are full on at times. <laughs> um, but especially yeah. with kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, definitely into your reception as well. I think, you know, planning a couple, um, I think even before the first dance is a big one because, for me, at least, that's pretty scary. So you kind of need that time to be like, oh, my God, we're about to do this. Yeah, yeah. Just last night, actually, um, I had a I had a wedding, um, Ali and Matt, and that's a story in itself, um, those two specifically. But uh, I took them out to the um, – down to the uh, – Mandun- we were at Mandun Estate. I went down to the little gazebo thing that they're going to actually pull down um, and uh, I got them to just practice their dance there by themselves as I – set up the flash off camera flash and just let them do their thing and i was you can you can hear me in the background getting all excited because i'm getting all these cool shots i was like even if even when you do it properly i'm like i'm sold (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it's a special moment to really make sure you reflect and even even towards the end of the night just again take a step back for five minutes with your um new partner that you're married to and look at everybody else having a good time yeah so are there any other do's or can we go to the don'ts? Um, I <coughs> think probably one of the biggest ones actually would be just to do something for your wedding day because it's right for you. Like, and probably and maybe this is leading into the don'ts, but don't do it because somebody, you know, a family member or a friend or society says that you should do something a certain way. Um, you know, my engagement ring doesn't even have like it's not a diamond, it's a bold opal. So. I love that. I know. <laughs> I was looking at that before. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. That's so good. I, I, love the, I love the way that you talk about non-traditional because I feel that the next generation coming in is going to be so far less traditional, especially with all the, you know, inclusivity and, and things. There's going to be a lot more. Why are we still, why, why wear a white dress? Like, no, no, no disrespects to white dress. You know, your choice is your choice. If, if that was your dream all along, fantastic. But I, I see more and more people, uh, brides especially, they wear completely different things. 
like floral dresses. Their favorite dress they like to wear most of the time. Um, my wife, she wore a red dress. Yeah, wow. And both of our mums wore red dresses back in their day, which is crazy, you know. My mum, especially because she's Russian communist, she wore a red suit. That's gangster, you know. <laughs> That's gangster. But um, what other things uh, would, you, would you say to the clients to, to avoid, um, whether it's their wedding day or booking with clients, uh, with vendors? Um, yeah, I think just don't focus purely on budget for your vendors. Um, there, there's always going to be somebody that's your dream vendor that does it, you know, for a less expensive price. Um, but don't get too st- like stuck on the numbers. Um, yeah, like I said, you really want a vendor that's got your back and that's going to be answering your emails and wants to make your dream day happen. So yeah, don't get stuck on the numbers. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Easy, easy, easy. Okay. So just for everybody, we do have uh, a few notes here because, uh, I like to prepare my clients or my clients, my guests (laughs) to, um, to, you know. Uh, forward think so we are having a bit of notes uh read out here but uh hopefully you're not even noticing the uh because the flow is really good right (laughs) (laughs) okay let's move on to the do's and don'ts for vendors let's specifically talk about photography first because i feel like it's similar to other vendors and we can talk about it like uh the booking process the communication process the follow-up process the planning towards the day and then also after the wedding day too what are some things that what are your pet peeves what's something that you feel like the the vendors could do better i definitely think uh communication is key um i think you know like i said we're all busy but even just sending an email if you've got an email from the client just replying and saying hi i've got your email um i'll reply to it within x amount of time um i think just being open and honest rather than a client thinking that they've been left out in the lurch and, um, you know, that they've paid this deposit and you've ghosted them, that's a bit scary. <laughs> it's very scary for a, a yeah, future. I feel that. Groom. I feel that. For me, for me, sometimes for some reason my um, um, inquiries land up in spam and, mm. it's, and it's different. So I have to remember to go into spam and be like, okay, is anyone here that isn't a bot trying to um, purchase SEO or something? Um, but yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Especially if they've paid the deposit, like you're, you're on the clock. I feel like you're on the clock as soon as they've paid a deposit. Like for me, I say to them, if you're going to go bridal dress shopping, I want you to, if you need some help, message me. And I'm still deciding if that was a mistake because I probably get a message once a, <laughs> once a day from a bride saying, Hey, what do you reckon of this? What do you reckon of this? It adds more work, but I actually love it. And that's, that's the difference. Yeah. You know, you got to love it. And I'm, I'm sharing all these wedding dress things. I don't know if you've seen them, but I like to find like uh, a photo with three different dresses and I get my, my um, uh, followers to have a look and decide, help and be, be that inspo, you know, in, in their face. Because, you know, people uh, set up Pinterest accounts, which is, I, that's one of the do's for clients, uh, especially for photography. Set up a Pinterest board and then share it with your photographer. Um, obviously, they'll do their own thing because they have their style. But in terms of poses and specific uh, angles um, that the client wants, it makes it so much easier, you know, because you can study for that. Um, I don't know if you're the same, but I, um, I, it makes me kind of a little bit more confident because they're like, oh, I want to do this one. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm going to put my own spin on it, but I'll have the right idea, you yeah. know. 
what's, what's something else from the uh, vendor's perspective that you reckon they could improve on or? Um, just trying to think now. <laughs> um, I think don't make one of your problems the client's problem. Um, as a vendor, you definitely have, you know, difficult situations at times. So I've seen arguments before between photographers and videographers where they're both trying to get their... Well, this is a juicy topic. Yeah. Go for it. Go <laughs> I could it. be opening the floodgates. Rant now. away. Um, but yeah, I've just seen where there's, you know, disagreements where the videographer wants more time with the bride and groom and the photographer wants more time with the bride and groom. And then basically what we end up with is a situation that nobody's happy with. Um, and I think... On the day in particular, if you're making that the client's issue where they're just freaking out and don't know where they're supposed to go, that's one of the worst things that you can do as a vendor. Um, I think it's better to have less time but premium time with the bride and groom that you share with somebody, you know, the videographer or photographer than a larger amount of time where you're both just getting in each other's way. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay, now – uh, I'm going to go questions aside and really dwell into this a little bit more. Um, when you are working with a videographer, what is your ideal scenario? I think just, yeah, equal share. I think, um, you know, nobody has the right of way. Um, we both have got a job to do. Um, I think I've been pretty lucky that I've worked with videographers that kind of work with me. So, um, and it's, I guess it's that style because I'm not super posy. So I like to get those in between in the moment sorts of shots and the photographer, uh, the videographers that I've worked with equally seem to have that sort of style in mind. Um, but if not, you know, I think just scheduling time and going, okay, I'm going to do this for five minutes and then they'll go, okay, no worries. I'll have a break. Now I'm going to jump in for the next five minutes. Um, I just, yeah, I think just being open and sharing and just understanding that you both have a job to do that day. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And and talking about time frame, what is your ideal time frame? Say the ceremony's finished, the the family photos are finally done, and then you have X amount of time till reception. What is your mm. what is your pro tip there in terms of time frame? I always say allow up to two hours. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, it yeah. seems like a lot of time, but you know, if you have to travel somewhere, then you need to take that into account. There's not just traveling there, it's then traveling back to the venue. Um, and I think it's something you just don't want to rush. Um, and, it, and like you said as well, you know, it's nice to have that little time with your new bride or groom where you just be and nobody's focusing on you or doing anything. It's just you two just being. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I say up to two hours and most of the time it ends up being ridiculously less like mm. 45 minutes and you gotta you gotta go through the bride i if, if there's less time i end up just doing the safety shots with the bridal party maybe one fun shot and then saying all right guys go um go in the back and then we'll just us three and then i have a safety list for the bride and groom only and then from there we get a bit creative i, fi I find that flow um is a, b a better peace of mind to me and being transparent with the clients as we go um uh obviously before the uh before the before the shoot and saying okay this is the scenario if this happens if we get up to two hours allowed this will be the how it will work if we get through it quicker fantastic i know if they set up reception uh time for 6 30 and you finished at five o'clock 
um, with the family photos, you have 90 minutes and then adjust there. Um, and, in, and again, depending on the, the, the client, if they're really focused more on the photos, then they will make time for it. If they're not as phased and, you know, just a couple will do and then you just want them to, uh, you to document their day, I reckon that'll be fine. But again, on the fly, you have to be transparent because if you're not transparent on the day in terms of time frame and you don't tell them, this is the scenario, we've got to get going. I don't want to be pushy on your day, but we got to go. And we've got to go now. Look, golden hour. Look, the sun's poking through. You said you wanted a golden hour shot through the vines. Right now is the time. If we don't, we'll miss it. And this is the only day you get. And they're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then sometimes they go, you know what? It's okay. We're, we've, uh, you've done so much or whatever the scenario is. So then when you do deliver the wedding photos, they don't, they don't get that surprise like, oh, we didn't get that shot. What the hell, you know? But because you're communicating to them, yeah, and I reckon that's the value we would both give to vendors and clients. That communication is key throughout the entire process. So, yeah. Um, in terms of aspiring young photographers, mm. um, I get a question probably every day from Instagram for, for the TikTok following kids saying, we love your photos. How do I get started? But in particularly for the wedding stuff, um, and this may also help uh, intermediate amateur wedding photographers. How would you uh, how would you give your advice to them? Your experience. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm all for um, giving everybody a chance, and I think everybody deserves a chance to get into the wedding industry. Um, but as well, I think that a wedding day is something that you can't give back. So I think as a aspiring or as a um, photographer wanting to get into the wedding industry, you should be able to nail your couple's photos and you should be able to nail your event photography because those two comprise one full wedding day. So if you're not confident in your couples or you're not confident in your event photography, then you're not going to be confident on a wedding day. Absolutely, absolutely. And to add to that, um, I mean, for me, I always uh, go through a, a wedding and I feel a little bit weaker in a specific aspect. Um, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting better. Like this is my third full year into it and being where I'm at now, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with it. But for you to say that gives me clarity to why I've managed to jump a few uh, over a few hoops to get to a, a point where I'm booked out for 2021 is because I did practice those event photos. I did practice with models posing them and, and also – uh, helping them feel more relaxed and making it look less posed and more candid, which is literally what most clients are after. That's probably my number one question um, when I ask them, what's your biggest concern about your wedding day? And they say, well, I don't want it to be too posy. I'm like, great, cool. There will be times where I'll tell you to rotate the bouquet to make it look better. But, you know, this is the story. Go for it. Pretend you're sniffing each other's hair and it's going to be the last time you're able to smell them or some some quirky, you know, cue point. And they're like, oh, my God, yeah, that sounds great, you know. But most say we don't want that styled photo shoot, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it where we have styled a photo shoot and I post something up and they're like, oh, my God, I love that photo. Can we have that photo? I'm like, just letting you know before we do it, uh, you did say we wanted more candid, but you wanted this photo. This was very posed. So, and they're like, okay, cool, I don't care. I want that photo, you know. Do you, do you, have you had that? Yeah, yeah. And look, that's something that um, I actually include in my brochure is to have a few key um, 
I guess, poses that you want, but know that we can't be spending time doing every single pose. That does eat into the time. Um, And I think you get your most natural, beautiful photos when you're just being you. So, yeah, I think as a photographer, have a few prompts, have a few things that, you know, the client does is like they must have poses, but then just let them be as well. Cool, cool. And with the prompts, uh, what is your key advice for someone who is struggling with prompts or struggling with with getting the right shot or getting the the couple in the right mood? What's your pro tip there? Um, I think just spending time getting to know your client, just talking to them. You know, as you're walking somewhere, you can be saying – um, you know, asking them questions or um, depending what shoot you're doing, you know, what are you doing for the rest of your weekend? <laughs> you're getting married or <laughs> – um, but, yeah, I think it's just um, – yeah, I mean, we're all people and just talk to them like you would your mates and, yeah. Absolutely. That really breaks the ice. <laughs> we, went on a, we went off uh, on a tangent. Um, we'll go back to the uh, aspiring young photographers. So nailing the, uh, the event photos and, you know, the, the, the posing stuff uh, or the – the intimate stuff. Um, in terms of knowing that it is for you, because I feel like there's a lot of lot of photographers out there. Again, no shade because it's their thing. They do whatever they want. They do it for the money um, because when I get asked, oh, you're a photographer. Oh, you're doing weddings. How good's the money, right? I get offended. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I get offended. I'm like, I don't do it for the money. I do it because I actually enjoy the day. Like yesterday, I started at two and – with a blink of an eye, it was 10 o'clock. And I remember during the ceremony, I was sweating. I was like sweating and I was like rushing around. And one of the things that my most biggest pet hate at the moment is the transition from the rings being put on and you may now kiss the bride. Some celebrants do it too quickly and I don't have enough time to get around to the front again. I'm like, racing <laughs> yesterday i i made sure of it and if i didn't that time it was the same thing he the celebrant went straight into it i was like Ooh. <laughs> but um yeah just just a matter of just um working your craft and second shooting a while yeah. like i feel i didn't second shoot that much but 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 because i kind of observed it from afar i never wanted to be a photo- wedding photographer i was like that sounds stressful someone reeled me into it and said just be a second shooter no pressure and then i did it and I thought, damn, my photos are nice. This is fun. <laughs> this is this is easy in a way. And then I was like, I want to try it. And then here I am, you know. Um, but there's so many problems to solve. And if you don't have enough, enough experience and enough confidence to be a problem solver, it's going to be a struggle. And that's going to hinder that client's wedding day because it's their only chance, you know. Um, how do you problem solve on the day if there's uh, – you know, things that come up where it's whether it's timing or if there's uh, this happened yesterday, literally one of the bridal party uh, members had a nosebleed. So we couldn't do the bridal party shots because it wasn't complete. How do you problem solve for those things? I think it's just being overly prepared. Um, so I've even heard about a photographer whose pants split on the <laughs> wedding day. Sounds like something that happened to me. <laughs> yeah. So I think in a, in a way that's been a lesson on to me. So I'm definitely bringing spare pants now but um she happened to have them um so I think just yeah being prepared for anything you know I've heard about photographers that um I mean I've seen you you brush down you know the groom to get fur off them or you know having like a sewing kit ready um umbrellas ready I think yeah you just have to be ready to just go with the flow and whatever happens just yeah land on your feet 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in terms of being prepared, the most important thing for me is having those backup cameras. Like I have two cameras on me at all times. We have that third camera sitting there just in case. Never had to use it, but it's like worst case scenario, um, especially when it's hot and cameras overheat easier. Um, SD cards running out or batteries running out, you know, like the core, the core worst case scenario problem, make sure that's sorted. And then everything else, it's like if it happens, it happens. I've started to, um, the, for this year, have those kits, you know, bringing yesterday i even used it i actually think i left it at their house <laughs> now i think about it but i had a hanger for the wedding dress because all i had were really crappy ones and i was like no it's not gonna happen not in my photos <laughs> <laughs> and then sticky tape and all that stuff and uh sewing kits are good i don't have a sewing kit because i don't know how to sew but uh i guess obviously being around like a bridal party someone knows you know the the needle and thread skill uh, hopefully um, but yeah, the other day, uh, another wedding I had was um, the someone needed scissors. Who has scissors on a wedding day? Me. I had scissors <laughs> and it was so good. Um, another story from yesterday and this is like uh, world exclusive news right here. One of the grooms, <laughs> you can't prepare for this at all, but his suit jacket had still had the security tag on it. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was on the very back on the behind the neck and I was like, the, the 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 groom come up to me and say, "Hey, Sev, get a photo of this," and I was taking a photo of it. But it was a laugh. It wasn't like it's all ruined because it's behind him. You couldn't see it, and uh, I made sure that the bridal party photos he was not facing like to the back of him. But it was one of those things that you kind of get away with because you're just like, oh, just make fun of him for the rest <laughs> of his days. But, um, you know, there are fun problems that happen that you can just go with the flow. Um, and there are some things that if you don't uh, have them catered for, it could be completely catastrophic as well. Um, but, yeah, so what else is there about the wedding day? Oh, let's go into reception. What's your, what's your reception like? What's your like thing? What's your, what, tell me everything about you and your <laughs> photography skills and how you approach reception. Um, I don't know. I get a lot of feedback that I just fit in with all the guests. So I don't know whether that means that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's a thing. great thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I just get into like the party vibe a little bit and, you know, like people often come up and they try and feed you drinks or, I mean, I, I don't really feed into that, but yeah, I definitely like to have a bit of a boogie and yeah, just be pretty relaxed on the day. Like it's almost like hanging out with some of my best friends, you know, like it's, yeah. Yeah, especially when you get your, you know, like if you get awesome clients like that, then they almost want you to party with them afterwards. Sometimes they get asked to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the on the rare occasion, if the moons uh, and the planets align right, I do it. But it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I need a rest after yeah. the whole day. Like I, I need to stop and go home and sleep and just have a nothing day the next day. It's uh, like a wedding hangover. Yeah. Like you're hungover because it's been so hot, you've, you know, barely drunk water, you've barely eaten. Oh, my God. It's You literally experience a wedding hangover as mm. a ven vendor. Please, guys, uh, clients, please look after your photographer and feed them. Feed them well. Um, you know, they're going to be polite. I'm very polite, especially bridal party stuff. If they have a whole sushi platter and it looks like it's going to go to waste, I'm like, oh, looking at it, you know. <laughs> I always ask for permission, obviously, but when they offer it to you, it's just like, thank God, 
I've got some energy now. Give me that rice. Give me those carbs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn those carbs so quickly today. <laughs> I feel like on wedding day, um, as a shooter, of how many calories we burn, it's like we can have almost anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Sometimes the squat or the kneeling down, and it's just—it's oh. like forty minutes. <laughs> now trying try being six foot ten, and this is what I market the most out of me. My height is such an advantage for this industry, but when it comes down to the the more traditional shots, they can't be that high, and my back is just like help. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop for a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, reception uh, for me, I'm I'm still trying to I'm still trying to perfect for me what i think is uh, the best kind of uh, reception style um, that i want with the flash um, i really don't like flash as much i'm all natural light but at reception you're just forced to to get it out and i'm i'm uh getting a bit more technical now using true to light uh, setting and that's working and then sometimes i don't feel it's quite right so i go to manual and then they go and do the first dance and you're just like oh shit i gotta go off off uh off uh, camera flash and uh, but again, for anyone that's wanting to get into the job, it's experience, it's practice, it's practice. Yesterday, we had a good 45-minute break and me and the videographer I had with me, um, he uh, came out with me. We went and uh, scouted some uh, spots for the nighttime stuff and we nailed it. We nailed it and then the bride and groom came out we completed it in like 15 minutes and they were so happy. So preparation as well and... For me, I don't know about you, but during the break where they feed you, I'm gone. I'm scrolling through some photos and selecting some, Bluetoothing them to my phone and sending them to the client and then having them walk around the whole crowd and be like, check it out, look at this photo. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then how you fit in with your audience or with, your, with the guests. For me, it's uh, I stand out. <laughs> it's funny and, and everybody loves it. So it's like... I'm like, yay. And I'm in the middle of the dance floor. I literally do a 360 with my camera and just like click, 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 click. And it's just everyone's vibing. It's so good. And that's why I love it, you know. And then by 10, 11 o'clock, I'm tired and everyone's like, Seth, come come party with us. I'm like, no, I want to, but no. Uh, and then if it's like a, a smaller wedding, maybe you can get away with it, you know. Um Talking about uh, going forward in terms of timing, um, from your half day to your full day, if someone wants to hire you for either one, um, and we're not going to go specifically into the hours, uh, what is the difference for you um, that you would tell clients? Um, so getting ready is a big one. Um, if someone was to go for sort of my smaller package, then I, I don't actually do the getting ready photos because there's just not enough time to get the ceremony get the post-couple family um, bridal party shots and then into the party. Um, so I guess that's the biggest difference is, yeah, you, you're not able to get sort of those getting ready photos with the bride and groom. Um, and then the full package definitely includes a bit of the party afterwards, which is pretty fun. Nice. Get a bit loose. <laughs> get a bit loose. And uh, when when I when I go through the, the, the half and full day package, I'm the same. I'm like, do you want bridal prep? No, yep. I'm like, okay, uh, what time is the ceremony? And they're like three o'clock. And I normally allocate two hours before the ceremony. Would you say the same? Yeah. Yeah. To allow for travel time. Um, I don't, I, I include travel time before the, before the start of my first ever shot. I'm on the clock, the first photo I take and then ceremony. 
And then if it's uh, obviously the family photos and the intimate stuff, and then from there it's like, okay, do you want your first dance covered? Do you want your cake cut? Do you want your speeches done? All that stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we do. And then I'm like, are you going to play any party games? Like, yeah, we are. We're going to play the shoe game, you know, the classic shoe game. Um, I think I've run out of angles for that <laughs> in terms of how many different angles you can take. It's a different wedding every time, so it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, I've had cultural weddings like Italian all-out weddings where they would just do game after game after game. And I'm like, yep, definitely full day there. But if it's a quick reception, um, you know, ho home by bedtime, then half day is enough. Um, but uh, if you want your bridal prep, the full day is definitely better, definitely better. Um, and then elopements. Are you a, an elopement fan? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think that's um, particularly since COVID, I think that's steamrolled a lot and got a lot, you know, bigger, faster than what it would have normally. But, yeah, I love an elopement. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, in terms of elopements, because um, this is me still trying to figure it out too, maybe you can give me some insight if someone wants to book an elopement with you, how would you structure that for uh, a year to 18 months in advance, knowing that you could potentially get a full day instead? How do you do that? Um, I guess, like I said, I mean, as a vendor, you're still looking for your ideal clients. And for me, it's it's not about the money. It's, you know, about being able to have good experiences with cool people and do what I love. So I'm not going to prioritize an elopement which is you know less hours and less money than a full day because yeah I just I just love love that was my exact answer when someone <laughs> asked asked me that question they were like Sev uh, uh I would probably avoid um having that package there because what if someone you know said the same thing I was like I don't care I love what I do and you know maybe set a limit to how many elopements you do a year and then the rest have to be whatever full day half day um is there anything else that has you kind of uh, wanting to talk about the industry in terms of value for clients or vendors that we can discuss before we uh, wrap it up? Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you can rely on your vendors a lot more than what people probably do. Um, you know, like there's so much that we can give advice on and even recommendations for other vendors. Um it's a lot of research, which, yeah, I think you don't realize how many hours you spend looking into people. And then for me, trying to find a hairstylist, I think I honestly contacted about 28 people. Um, and this is when COVID was, you know, at its peak as well. So I think a lot of people were like rebooking and yeah. they were um, trying to book in so that they didn't have this issue when they got married. But um, yeah, you spend so many hours and I think you just forget that you can rely on your vendors to make recommendations on people that are good because for me at least, I only recommend people that I've worked with. I don't recommend anybody that's just come to me saying, hey, can you recommend me to your clients? Um, so I think that's a really big value add thing that, yeah, potential yeah. bride and grooms forget about. Because it's on you too as well. If you hire, if you recommend someone that you haven't actually worked with it's mm. it's a bit no oh, you get nervous for me it's strictly someone i've worked with mm. and uh you know i've worked with some amazing um vendors i've worked with some that could still have uh, a bit of improvement to do um that's my teaching side in a nice way of putting that um and then uh yeah for me the biggest one would be just make sure you're very thorough very thorough you know if you have a 30k budget for your wedding day have a look at the market you know uh, according to 
according to a few um, different research groups um, for the last two years, they say 10% of the winning budget is allocated to the photographer. I say sometimes that's even more because like you said, the venue and the photography is, are the two most important things because it's where you have it and what you take away from, from your day and photos are literally the only thing that you take away. They're the tickets that return you to a memory otherwise forgotten. Very poetic. <laughs> Saw it on someone's Instagram one time and made it my own. Um, okay, and then finally, industry standards. What do you think the industry standards should be across the board for all vendors to kind of uh, adopt so that their clients can get the most out of them? Wow, <laughs> you asked the hard question. Sorry, don't you? sorry. <laughs> uh, um, look, I just think. Um, okay, so I'll help you out for a little bit because okay. you did mention communication, mm. communication wherever you can, and being as transparent as you possibly can, um, and then showcasing their skills, but not also just their uh, their leading their head, their best photos. Right, because mm. like you said, um, most uh, most uh, people advertise their like hero shots. Um, be open if they want to see the whole album, show them the whole day. You know, what have you got to hide? You're you're, you're good at what you do. Mm. What about what, what? Anything else you can add to that? Um, I think sometimes, and I don't know. This could um this could open the floodgates a little bit, but I've heard the word wedding tax go around quite a bit and I love this love this topic <laughs> go for it I disagree in some ways that there's a wedding tax um I know certain industries definitely have a lot more work to go into it um you know I edit a lot more on my wedding photography than what I do for just a lifestyle photo shoot um you know like every single aspect has to be perfect um, but I'm just wondering about, and not going to say anything specific, but certain things that, you know, maybe aren't creative or they have to be there on the day only. Um, yeah, I just, and I, I know as well, I've had friends who've been quoted the same product for the same amount of time for a birthday that's come in a lot cheaper than when it was for a wedding. And I think that's something that can be really unfair for a bride and groom. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And this is this is a very big big topic to discuss because a lot of people go, oh, wedding tax, you know, flowers are going to be more expensive, cake, um, the DJ, you know, and and you're not actually you're not actually paying for um, their specific service to be there. It's the final result. It's mm. the final product that they get um, uh, with the photography theme because you know that's that's what we do. Um, how I answer it is as soon as you book me, you're, you're, oh, I'm yours mm. 24-7, you know, or when I can reply. There's planning involved, you know. You have a birthday party, great, fantastic. Where's the venue and is the lighting great? And do you want to do any fun, uh, specific shots, you know? And then it's more of a batch editing process. There's no pressure. It's like, cool, let's take a photo of you and your mum and your dad. Oh, look, one of you blinked. Let's do it again, you know. Whereas that first kiss at the wedding, um, the top of the aisle, you may now kiss the bride. That's a one shot. That's a lot of pressure, and that's where experience comes in to know the angle, to know the settings on the camera, to know, you know, when it's going to happen, and make sure you, it's not blurry. 
and uh, and then yeah, everything else. And then obviously the editing, like in the detail. Mm. I've, I feel that I need to research my editing flow process because I feel like I'm so slow. But then I look at it, I'm like, you know what? It's because I'm thorough, mm. you know? And maybe we'll sit down one day and have a look at each other's flows and, and bounce ideas off each other. But yeah, just there's no rush in this because it's forever. And the way that I discuss wedding tax with clients um, is – Think of it like an investment, you know, the word investment comes in. And uh, I asked them to look back at their grandparents' photos, you know. Back then, can you imagine being a wedding photographer back then with film? So much more pressure. But those photos, you know, stood, stood, the, stood the test of time mm-hmm. where we can still see our grandparents' photos. They're all in black and white or in sepia. And now I feel like that trend's come back. Everything's sepia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you have to wear a wide-brimmed hat, though, otherwise it doesn't count and you have to live in Fremantle. But that's just a meme. Um, and then, yeah, so the wedding tax comes in, but at the same time, those photos are forever, you know, yeah. and you can have another birthday. Um, with with marriage, hopefully you only get married once mm. and it's that one day. It's it's the one day. There's no if, buts or maybes. Um and yeah, I agree with you when you say someone's quoting the same amount for birthdays as they do for weddings. That's a little bit unfair. But that's for them to know that they're undervaluing themselves or they need a little bit more experience because if they want to take things seriously, if a vendor wants to take things more seriously in the wedding game, they can't be charging $900 for a whole day package. What's the tax comes in? All the, all the expenses come in? A $900 full day wedding package? The photographer's at a loss. Are they going to make the effort to really plan with you their, the best possible day for you? And if you're not phased about the photos too much, you just want it to be, you know, whatever, then that's okay. Uh, but again, if that's your style as well, if you feel like they are awesome, every Mazeltov, you know, everybody, everybody's a winner. But if you really understand the importance of your day, it's very important to be thorough with it. And that goes back to my main pet peeve. Clients come back to me saying, and and people that I've met saying, I wish you were my photographer when I got married ten years ago. Do you ever get that? Yeah, it's a it's a really sad thing when you get people that are disappointed. Yeah, and it's not because of you; it's because they weren't educated. Would yeah. you say? Yeah. And this is the point of why we're here. Why I'm talking about this is to get them to really think: uh, Do they want that regret? And that's the worst thing, you know. Mm. Would you rather? Would you rather get? You know. Um, stretch your budget a bit or would you rather get regret stretch your budget is temporary you know we can save more money we can make that money back we can get it back from the wishing well hopefully Um, and then yeah but that regret that's forever Mm. that's forever you can't undo that you know but again case by case and if you're not phased then then you got to find that photographer that's happy with that that you know for me i need them to really value it Mm. you know and and yeah uh, mostly everybody that doesn't value it they go 10 years can we i've had someone actually they they come to me and say hey sev can we do a 10-year anniversary my original wedding photos weren't great can we do one and i'll get my dress and we'll get dressed up and i'm like yeah sounds great but i think about it from 10 years ago like what happened what could they have avoided to avoid that scenario where they weren't happy with their wedding photos. It happens too much. Something must be done. <laughs> Something must be done. So in closing, 
what is the one tip that you would give your future clients or anyone looking for any vendor, not just photography, but specifically photography, uh, because it's your one takeaway? What would it be? Yeah, I definitely just think research. Yeah, research who they are. Research what other clients are saying about them. Um, <clears throat> meet with them to make sure that, yeah, you match, that you're vibing, that, you know, I mean, as photographer, you spend a lot of time with that particular client on the day. So you don't want someone that's going to make you feel awkward and uncomfortable. You want someone with high energy and that's, you know, going to make you feel relaxed and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just adding to that, um, if you do hire a photographer that you vibe with and you, you go, well, you love their style, but it's a two-year in advanced hire booking, make sure that the keep keep an eye on their style keep an eye on their style because it does evolve and sometimes it goes through phases and through points where you may not actually like it because i've heard I've, this is multiple stories now that i've had from people go i've hired a photographer for their uh, natural timeless um, style but then they gave me some real desaturated real dark sort of look that that's not what i hired them for so make sure that you're very thorough with what you're after and what you want. And that's where Pinterest comes in. This is my mood board. This is the colors I like. Make sure you, you know. And one way I combat that is the sneak peek photos. I allow my clients to give me feedback for me to adjust it if they're not happy with it. It's never happened before, but it's like that extra safety measure for me to be like, here are your 10 photos or whatever. Are you happy with the colors, the editing, the the light balance? Every time it's been, oh my God, I cannot wait for the rest of them. But I want to avoid that one time. They're like, oh, it's a bit bright or mm, it's a bit dull, you know? And I take that on. It's feedback for me because it's their product that I'm delivering to them. Customer satisfaction 101. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, so um, everybody, lazy, you've been amazing. Thank you for coming into this uh space we've got a new we're calling it the pod hub um inappropriately in a, with an inappropriate logo from something else but uh, we're going to call it the pod hub experience we're in our osborne park and uh yeah she's come up to the the dungeon feels like a dungeon there's a bit of echo in here but uh, hopefully it doesn't come across on the uh, mics um thank you for being here and thank you for being amazing i look forward to working with you and swapping second shooter days with you it's going to be amazing and uh yeah what, what's uh what's your plans for the next three weeks leading up to your wedding hopefully just chill i'm taking a bit of time off so yeah nice anything you have left to do um no i'm pretty organized have you got your photo list yeah have you got your timeline ready yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i say to my clients <laughs> Great, great. And uh, yeah, oh, well, um, next time where you probably hang out, you'll be someone's wife and you'll have a husband and you'll have that uh, new wedding ring on. And uh, I look forward to seeing that next transition for how you uh, approach the wedding industry as someone that is now married uh, as well because you understand exactly what the bride is thinking on the day. It's so, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me. And, and yeah, uh, any thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for everybody uh, at home, check out Lady. How do we find you uh, on Instagram? Yeah, so I'm at Gypsy on Instagram. So J Y P S E A underscore. Yep. And uh, yeah, go check out that profile. It's amazing. I love it. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, keep an eye on her and how she does things. Um, she's going to have a break with the honeymoon. Oh, where are you going for your honeymoon? Uh, we've got a mini moon because Ooh. our honeymoon obviously was overseas. So yeah. we're just going down south. That's what we did. Yep. Yeah. That's what we did. We went to Denmark, but yeah, our honeymoon, I want to go to Japan. Yeah, Japan nice. sounds good. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody listening at home, hope you had some value, um, received some value from that. Uh, vendors that are listening, clients, um, uh, prospects, bridal couples, um, please, please, please be thorough with your research and know what you want. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to message uh, Lacey or myself uh, about the wedding side, wedding photography side of things. And uh, until next time, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Lacey, thank you once again for being here. Thank you. All right, guys. See you later.